Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And today I was able to speak with Dr. Nick Barry. Now, Dr. Nick was an awesome dude. Um, this is really cool. He he started a company called Essential Oils Wizardry, and he really is that like an absolute wizard. Um, it was amazing to talk to him about plants. Really, like you can just see the passion that he has with what he's doing. And he's always trying to to create something new to come up with really like the next greatest thing that he can share with the world. And that's what was so beautiful about it. Like I love to see that, hear that, just feel that, just pure passion that somebody has for something. Now, he was really, really just generous in just everything that he shared. And I think that's what makes him such an amazing guy. Like it was really cool to hear all the different things about plants, but then just sharing his journeys around the world, his struggles, his achievements, all of that. So I really hope that you go check out this interview, enjoy, and go check out Essential Oils Wizardry. Uh, If you type in Evo Health uh, at checkout, they're also going to give you 10% off, which I think is really cool. Uh, I'm starting to use some of the stuff that we we actually discussed in the show. So I think you're going to be very pleasantly surprised with the show. Anything you get over there, go check it out. Essential Oils Wizardry. And here here we go with Dr. Nick Barrett. And welcome to another episode of Bare Naked Health Podcast. And on the line today, I have Dr. Nick Barry of Essential Oils Wizardry. Nick, first question I always want to know about people is, what is your health story? What has it been like up to today? And just what's new and exciting with you? Yeah. Um, so I, I hear a few different questions in those question, set of questions. Absolutely. So I feel like um, my health story, I was first inspired by health and wellness when I was um, ill with mononucleosis at age 17. That developed into chronic fatigue, which lasted until about age 25. And um, at age 17, I became really inspired to become a pharmacist because I was fascinated by the human physiology. I thought that drugs were absolutely uh, amazing and interesting. And um, I wanted to help people. And so for me, there was so many different reasons why going into the health profession made a lot of sense. As I continue to open up and expand uh, my awareness and uh, evolve uh, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I opened up to different types of medicines, which kind of brought me to a more holistic expression. Now, what did that kind of look like? So, okay, my perception is, okay, you're in pharmacy school. Mm-hmm. It's all the major meds. Like, I, I, I don't know, though. Like, does that, do they go into other alternative options? Or is that more your education, like, once you've graduated now? Yeah. So um, when I was 17, I started taking Chinese medicine for uh, to help modulate my experience with chronic fatigue. 
And um, that really got me open to exploring different types of therapies. I was also utilizing homeopathy. Um, so in my personal being, I was experimenting with these alternative therapies, and I had believed the mainstream perspective that pharmaceutical drugs were the best treatment for different disease states. Um, so that's the direction that I went. Now, um, I always kept an open mind and open heart as I graduated pharmacy school and moved forward. And so, um, you know, following my open heart led me to a number of synchronicities and I started exploring different treatment modalities um, and uh, like learning more about flower essences and emotional freedom techniques. Um, I was graced with my, my, my first and only pharmacy job was um, working with, uh, working at an Eastern Western pharmacy. And so they offered um, different herbal supplements and nutraceuticals and vitamins and supplements. And so um, with this journey, I continued to deepen my awareness around um, all other alternative types of medicines. So that deepens as I, um, I went to Burning Man in 2010, and at the other side of my Burning Man experience, I reconnected with one of my friends from community college who was starting a cannabis testing facility. And so for me, I always recognize cannabis as a medicine and, um, and do believe that it's used in an unbalanced way. Um, and I, uh, I recognized that there was an opportunity for a pharmacist to get involved, to really add value to patient care and to really maximize the therapeutic potential of this plant. So this is the story that really brought me to the plants. And as I continue to research more about cannabis, I discovered terpenes. So terpenes are aromatic molecules responsible for flavor and fragrance, and they're pharmacologically active at very low concentrations. And so these aromatic terpenes are found in so many different plants in nature. And um, when I decided, when I learned that you can augment patient therapy using terpenes, I uh, found that essential oils were a great way to do this. And so this is where the journey continues. Okay, so this is a perfect point because I've had experience with essential oils. Like I've used them, but can you share just what is an essential oil? Like from the standpoint of, okay, I, I think people know kind of, okay, yeah, they come in a little bottle, but sometimes beyond that, I don't know that there's a lot of great understanding, but not only that, what else you're doing with them? Because I know, what is it like uh, the different CO2 extracts, like the ultrasonic, the tinctures, like there's so many different things that you also offer. And if you could actually just give a little bit of a rundown on what each of them is, like what the differences are and kind of what separates you from me going and getting a $5 bottle of these or something like down at my local pharmacy. Like what are the differences uh, in just quality as well, please? Yeah. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> you know, essential oils are, are um, considered to be the, the concentrated plant essence. And so, um, you know, they are the messenger molecules found inside nature. It's what plants use to communicate amongst itself. You know, the, the trees can attract, uh, trees and plants can attract pollinators, repel pests, 
Um, it's, you know, used in the tree's immune systems uh, to fight off infection. And so this is, um, this is pl uh, nature's primary way of communicating amongst itself. Now, the quality of plant material and um, extraction type is extremely important to the final product. So if you have a pesticide-laden extract and you're doing a distillation, um, you know, it's said that steam distillation pesticides don't transfer th through. I don't really believe that. Um, I think that there may be... Um, it's said to be because they're very heavy molecules and um, may have uh, different solubility and not transfer completely over into the oil. Okay. Um, and also, um, it's not something I agree with either. Because yeah. I, I just feel like you're going to have a lower quality plant um, and in, in the net product is going to be a lower quality extract. And so... Um, you know, having an organic, a wild or wild um, crafted product is going to produce a, a plant that's more rich in um, aromatic terpenes, which is going to produce a more robust, um, you know, uh, plant that's able to thrive in nature. And so having, having that type of quality as your baseline plants, I think are really important in terms of uh, getting a superior quality product. So when you're looking at extraction methods, um, I'll, I'll discuss a few of them very quickly. Um, you have steam distillation, you have CO2 extraction, you have solvent extracted absolutes, um, and um, there's a few other less common extraction methods on the market. Um, one of them we're doing in-house, and that's ultrasonic extraction. So, you know, all of them have their own uh, pluses and um, I wouldn't necessarily say minuses, but all of them express themselves in different ways and, and have their own benefits. Um, so steam distillation uses water as a solvent. So you're heating the plant, you're heating the water and that heats up the plant material. And so sometimes the delicate aromatic molecules can get altered or destroyed. Um, an example of that is um, in German chamomile, the plant material actually produces um, in the steam distillation process, a molecule which is actually beneficial called camazuline. And camazuline has this rich blue color and it's anti-inflammatory and I believe it also has anti-allergenic properties. However, German chamomile, um, German chamomile, the plant, doesn't actually contain camazuline in the chamomile plant. It's actually produced when you're steam distilling through the heat. Two of the molecules will actually combine together. And so um, in the steam distillation process, sometimes you're damaging delicate aromatic molecules in a non-favorable way. Um, a CO2 extraction uh, does a pretty great job of producing a relatively full spectrum product. Um, you know, our supplier says that it's approximately two to three times more potent pharmacologically speaking uh, than a traditional steam distilled essential oil. Now, when I compare the two aromatic qualities of a steam distillation versus a CO2 extract, the CO2 extract seems to be more rich full spectrum and have multiple layers. And I would define that the steam distilled product 
I would almost describe it as more light and etheric. And so if you were to look at it from an alchemical perspective, you know, using um, converting water into steam, you know, is, is somewhat of an alchemical process. So you're volatizing the water and the water passes through the plant material and it's pulling out the essential oil. And then um, as it starts condensing into the condensing um, flask, uh, or a condenser and into the final flask uh, and the two are going to separate you're converting you know the oil is uh, the steam is converting into two liquids and that separate and so um, in this lightning and then uh, recondensing into um, liquid or matter if you will um, you're having this process where it, where it actually goes through a transformation process where it becomes lighter for a while. So I feel like the essential oil actually carries that quality where it's you take a deep inhalation in and it's just lighter and softer than some of the more full spectrum extracts. So um, solvent extracted absolutes are, um, you know, they use harsher solvents typically. An example of that would be a nonpolar um, hexane extract. Now, um, with these absolutes, they're not suggested for internal use. And also, they, um, uh, they're pretty they produce pretty beautiful um, aromatic pro uh, products. So um, these are typically found for more um, rare and exotic oils and very delicate flowers. Um, it does a very good job of pulling out the aromatic constituents. So most people who know um, jasmine essential oil, if you will, uh, that's actually jasmine absolute. Um, so absolutes are very popular in um, floral extracts. So our ultrasonic technology, you can utilize different solvents in it. And what it does is it uses sound vibration or ultrasonic waves to break down the cell wall of plant material. And it spills out the essential oil and the different plant alkaloids. And so um, this is a really neat process which does not require any extra heat. And um, through a process of um, vacuum distillation, we are able to concentrate, uh, we, we're able to concentrate the solution um, that we extract from the plant material, concentrate it into an ultrasonic extract. And so what we've really been exploring over the past year now is we've been experimenting with producing ultrasonic tinctures. And um, the ultrasonic process, because we're not using heat, um, we're, and, and with the vacuum distillation process, we're able to remove the water at very low temperatures. In fact, we're, we're usually using about 40 to 42 degrees Celsius. So, um, with this, with this process, we're able to keep lots of the innate plant intelligence intact. And so we're producing really powerful, um, full spectrum products that are super novel and a lot of fun to play with. So that's one of the things that I'm curious is uh, your creativity with this is I think what blows me away. Like, it, I, and I encourage people go check out the website, like because you're just gonna see all these different. And it just your website's fun. I don't know how else to describe it. But like, <laughs> in, in all seriousness, like other because uh, I've listened to you on other podcasts and I've checked out a lot of the stuff, and it's I, I I find it that you can see 
you can see your thought process on the website. And it's like, I, I think that's an amazing thing to be able to show, hey, why you're doing this with these. Like you, you pick out just what works. Like you, you inherently know that. Like where where have you cultivated that? Like that ability to say, uh, this one I should use the ultrasonic. Maybe this one I should use um, the CO2 extract. Like wh- how has that process gone about for yourself? Yeah. Um, you know, over the years, I've really tapped into a deeper sense of intuition. And so I have a deep level of trust for my purpose on this planet. And, um, and my intuition guides me to make decisions and choices, which I feel are supportive for my purpose. And so, um, it's really about listening, like tuning in with it, with the vibration of the plants and asking, you know, how they want to play and express themselves. So my blending process these days is, is actually way more intuitive than it is mental. Um, virtually no mind these days. So I might set an intention for, um, you know, creating a formula uh, based around pain. And so then I'll, I'll tune in with my oils and I'll literally ask my oils, I'll say, okay, which, which one of you want to play? And um, I'll also tune in and I'll ask myself how many oils want to be in this formulation. And so the oils, you know, I'll go through each individual oil and I'll ask, you know, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And um, the oils will select themselves and I will, um, uh, you know, I'll get the number of oils that want to be in there. I'll ask which order they want to be blended in, and I'll ask how much of each oil want to go in a formulation. So, you know, this is something that developed over the course of a few years, and it, you know, it's quite honestly my my present process is just really tuning into my intuition and having such a deep level of trust for something outside of myself that I, I listen to the guidance around me. Now I know why you and Paul Check had such an amazing podcast together. <laughs> just the process of like, just some of the stuff that I've learned from him. And I mean, I just hear it here. So I, I appreciate you sharing that because I think there's so much, um, I guess like you said, it's that innate wisdom within us um, or without, like outside of us really, um, which is being able to tap into it. Uh, that's okay. Going off that, I did actually, I was curious because so I'm a physical therapist and mm-hmm. people are often asking me about just different essential oils, that type of thing. And I have some recommendations that I will give them, but I'm curious to see your thoughts on, okay, I know we have to clean up structurally. I'm always still trying to make sure that they're, I mean, as you take a drink of water there, right? Like it's like making sure that somebody's drinking enough water, doing anything like that. But if they're having a, a chronic tendinopathy, uh, I mean, are there certain things you would use for maybe like a tendinopathy versus a fracture um, versus, I mean, mm-hmm. a- a- anything more with the purely physical? And I'm even then curious about like um, organ health as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, for um, 
for for tendons and for joints um, and inflammation, um, you know, we have a, a powerful product called uh, Pain Relief Ice, and it's a synergistic formulation with um, powerful anti-inflammatory analgesics uh, that support the healing process of wounds and inflammation. Um, this is a broad spectrum formula, and it's a combination of peppermint, lavender, helichrysum, black pepper, pink pepper, turmeric, wintergreen, German chamomile meal, spikenard, neoli, rosewood, arnica, and frankincense. Um, many of our blends are infused in carrier oils or organic alcohol, depending on whether it's a tincture or, um, or an infused oil. Um, you know, our intention is to really um, create products that are simple for the end user, um, simple and effective for the end user to work with. And so um, lots of our blends, and I call them our Wizard Alchemy products, are ready for, um, you know, that end user to rock and roll. So pain relief ice can be applied topically to the area of pain or um, inflammation. Something like a fracture, broken bone, um, you know, helichrysum is a really powerful anti-inflammatory that's been said to really greatly speed recovery um, post-op of um, different surgical procedures. And so um, helichrysum is, uh, it's um, just such a powerful uh pure essential oil. I've seen this one do do absolute wonders on people. And so um, that could be applied directly to the localized region. Um, if you were to infuse it into a little bit of alcohol, it can penetrate into the skin a little bit deeper. Um, and so apply it directly to the area where there's um, where there's a broken bone or a fracture, and uh, that can be really supportive. Um, really, what I've learned over the years is that there's so many different therapeutic potentials for the oils. You know, what's, uh, you know, a really fascinating thing, Nick, is I never understood the awareness of having something stimulate more focus, but also relax my nervous system simultaneously. You know, in pharmacy school, I learned that, um, you know, different drugs have different effects and that you don't want to combine something that goes up and down. And as I've continued to um, evolve and also um, start working with uh, nature's symphony, I've started experiencing that you can find these perfectly synergistic formulas um, between different plants that will help to relax the nervous system, uh, but also support in different ways. I guess an example of that would be our ultrasonic skullcap tincture. So skullcap is a powerful nervine tonic, and skullcap is... Um, how I experience skullcap in my physical body is it relaxes it relaxes my body. It relaxes my muscles um, on at a very soft level. and it it clarifies my mind. And so I actually become more relaxed, but my focus simultaneously increases because it's like there's more space in my mind. And so skullcap is something that I experience as being supportive. Uh, when I wake up, uh, before or during a podcast, 
It can be right before I go to bed. When I when when I use it before I go to bed, I find that um, it relaxes my body and my mind empty, empties, and so it, it sweeps me into sleep easier, and I, I feel like I get a deeper quality of sleep. However, during the day, I'm um, alert and stimulated, and it's able to free up more bandwidth. So um, this is an example of how the plants are such powerful teachers for us. Well, and that's amazing, right? Because you say like even waking up or for like a recording like this, and I've always heard of skullcap, right? Like you said, it's the, you use it right before you go to bed, helps you go to sleep, right? But I've never Mm -hmm. necessarily tried to connect to it to, to see something during the day. It's it's uses, uh, how it affects me um, at an alternative time, because yeah, it was more, just in my mind with it and or I, I was just trying to be too intellectual about it. So that's very interesting. Uh, I just took some. There, there you go. Well, I, I, I had to laugh because some of the things you were saying before um, today, I just finished listening to um, uh, the secret life of trees and, and talking mm. about all the interconnectedness of all of the plants, all of the trees. And it was just, I, I thought it was fascinating about listening how, a forest is really meant to uh, work in, and in different parts of the world. And I think it just kind of comes up here whether it's the plants still have a lot to show us then too. Absolutely. Now, one of the things on your website too, and, and I think this is a really important part, uh, and I'm curious on the system that you use too for mm-hmm. like your structured water. And yeah. Not just taking your tap water to use this to, to make the essential oils, like, you're going down to the nth degree on all of the importances for what's going into those bottles. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when we're, when we're producing ultrasonic extracts, um, you know, the quality of the water is going to be important, just like the quality of the plants and the temperature that we're using and the pressures. And so all of these individual inputs are going to result in, um, you know, when you're mindful, are going to result in a superior quality product. And so um, what we are choosing to do is we're starting with distilled water. And um, through the heat of distilled water, you're going to have a pure product um, that has a very low potential energy. Um, And so there's, uh, you know, starting with distilled water as our starting point, what we do is we energize the water using our water restructuring device. So we have a device um, by UMH, which is a company that was, um, I I believe Victor Schalberger's family still operates and owns um, this company. And so this is all built off of his principles. And he did a lot of research around um, water vortexing and how um, water exists in nature. And so he replicated his his learnings from nature to develop some technology around um, energizing water. And so... Um, you know, I had been drinking this water for, for probably about a year before I started doing our own ultrasonic extracts. And it was making a big, um, you know, uh, it was fully supporting my physiology. And so, um, you know, starting with this, uh, this distilled water, which has been heated and potentially some of the, the vital life force energy of the water has been, um, 
uh, uh, compromised, I'm able to re-energize the water using this device. So, um, yeah, that's a little piece on the water. Another thing that I wanted to ask you about, Nick, because uh, I'm probably a little bit of an anomaly, right? I geek out on like some essential oils. Like I, I love what we're talking about here, but I also like to compete in strength athletics, like go into the strongman sports. Now, mm -hmm. what have you really worked with anybody? Have you have you worked on any just different blends, anything like that for? more just strength athletics in general or anybody who's looking for that type of uh, benefit from any of these? Yeah, um, you know, I've definitely worked with a number of um, athletes and um, so different products that we have that are supportive, um, you know, first one that comes to heart is uh, our epimedium tincture. So we have an old ultrasonic epimedium tincture. Epimedium is also known as horny goat weed. And it's a really powerful plant to um, energize, um, you know, the physical body. And um, in conjunction with other Chinese herbs, I've seen that it can increase testosterone levels. And um, my experience with the ultrasonic epimedium is it, it's... Um, you know, I use it about two to three times or um, once every two to three days. And I've I started off with maybe about five to ten drops. And I'm now probably um, using about a quarter of a dropper full um, when I use it. And I feel like my mood is enhanced. Um, I have a, a little bit more uh, physical energy and it also stimulates my sex drive. And so that's, um, you know, it's got lots of perks in that way. I find if I were to take too much epimedium, um, you know, the balance side of that is, uh, when I've experienced taking too much epimedium, when I was kind of exploring it and working with a dose, um, I found that if I, if I took too much too often, I, I would experience a little bit of like, I was going to say stress, but it's more aggression. Um, and uh, it wasn't a high level of aggression. It was maybe more noticing I was getting um, uh, somewhat irritated for things that don't normally irritate me. And so, um, yeah, Epimedium is a really awesome uh, ally, uh, plant ally for athletes and performers. Um, we have a, a Pain Relief Plus tincture and that's our pain relief ice formulation um, in conjunction with our um, uh, an organic CO2 extracted hemp oil that's rich in CBD and so um, that's a nice formulation um, we we focus on sourcing um, you know for our hemp oil uh, only having trace amounts of THC. So um, THC is not something that I that works well in my physiology. And the um, I think the largest percentage that has worked really well for my physiology has been 0 0.04%, 0 0.03, 0 0.04%. And in the United States, that's one-tenth of the legal limit. Um, anything above that tends to throw off my focus concentration and to some degree my motivation. Um, I notice that I, I almost get a little spacey and it just kind of affects my focus. And it's not 
it's not the vibration of me um, feeling stoned and, um, you know, having somewhat of a trippy experience. It's more just like a lack of ability or, or a lowered ability to focus on a current um, task or project. Um, and so, uh, yeah, THC really doesn't work with my physiology. And I wonder how many people uh, it affects as well. So that's a little bit more about our CBD products um, that we uh, synergize for specific therapeutic effects using different essential oils um, and combine into MCT oil for the final product. You are, I, I mean, I, I love the, just the, you're so confident with each of these answers. Like, you just can tell how just well versed you are on all of this. Like, I'm curious, do you, do you spend a lot of time still just continuing to like geek out further into the plants, further into the medicines? Or do you also, I, I, I'm curious, like, do you research other things? Do you just dive into other things? Like, I'm, I'm into, obviously I'm a physical therapist, but I was just reading like, um, the secret life of, uh, trees. So I love that kind of thing too. So what other maybe areas that you dive into and, or what about the essential oils and, and all the plants are you kind of really focused in on right now? Yeah. Um, well, I'm into health and wellness in so many of, uh, the ways that that shows up. So, you know, I, I'm into all different types of technology. I just invested in a, um, an amp coil and we're going to be offering some, um, some services locally here in Ashland, Oregon. And, um, I have an infrared sauna that I use to synergize with the oils. Um, you know, so what drinking, sauna do you have, if you don't mind me asking? Um, you know, uh, off the top of my head, I don't recall. Yeah. No problem. I'm, I'm just, gonna, we're going to be probably moving within the next couple of months. So it's time, like time to finally find, invest in that, like get, have the space mm. for it, everything like that. So I've been asking a lot of people. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, with the sauna, you know, I, I combine, I have two formulations to support with detox. Um, one's cooling and one's warming. And so I'll actually um, use either my circulatory flow or typically I use my Renew formula. The Renew is, is more the warming um, detoxification blend um, that supports uh, the lymph system and the kidneys. And I'll apply... I'll sit in the heat for maybe about 20 minutes and um, open up my pores and then I'll start massaging in Renew around my physiology. And, um, you know, so so I'm really into taking care of my physical body. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I have a bio mat that I love to play on and the oils are amazing to, um, to explore different ways. So you know, essential oils are wonderful to, um, you know, you can add some, uh, some Epsom salt into the bath and you can, um, infuse it with some lavender or, um, one of my formulations that I like in the bathtub is, is, uh, or violet chill, which is lavender, cedar, frankincense, myrrh, and helichrysum, um, to just really calm, relax the nervous system. So, um, slow down the mind, 
relax the physical body, reduce some of the stress and inflammation in the system. And it has a nice soothing smell as well. And so the Epsom salt, you know, um, being high magnesium is able to also relax the physiology. Um, it's a, it's a nice way of absorbing some magnesium, which most humans, um, who are alive today are deficient in. And, um, so I, I really find that, my lifestyle naturally empowers me to play with with plants and um, all types of supplementation and technology. And so um, I guess I created a lifestyle for myself, Nick, where I'm, I'm really doing what I love and I'm taking care of my body and I'm, um, I'm doing all that I'm capable of to... Um, to transmit the the highest quality of myself into all of the medicine that I'm producing and all the products that we're making. And I enjoy just sharing that vitality and that expression with others. And it certainly shows just uh, so I, I do appreciate that. Um, one of the things that you said in there, I think the, the heating and the cooling was yeah. really making me think because this is something uh, I believe I was listening to um, a book from Thomas Cowan. He was talking about this a lot. And I think you might have a lot of insight on this too. Like with illnesses, everybody is always trying to, for lack of a better term, I think cool the body. Like somebody has a fever, they're trying to cool it. They're trying to cool it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Can you kind of maybe go into maybe fevers, what maybe they're meant to be, but also how you use essential oils to either increase that fever, reduce that fever, uh, and or what would be appropriate in certain times? Yeah. So, um, you know, I really appreciate listening to nature. And so what is a fever? Well, a fever is a physical body increasing the core body temperature in order to eliminate or eradicate a virus. And so if I um, tune into that awareness, if I were to choose to cool my body temperature and my body's natural response to that virus was to increase the core body temperature, then it sounds like I'm not doing my body a favor of eradicating the virus at hand. And so, um, you know, supporting the body with um, giving its all, you know, really vital water and um, drinking a lot of water to, you know, um, help flush the system and to um, stimulate the immune system and possibly even hop in an infrared sauna and just sweat the stuff out and get get the temperature up a little bit more. Um, don't want to go too hot, but, uh, but push the body a little bit. Um, can actually support the detoxification process. So in in regard to essential oil conjunction, um, you know, I would uh, I, I would use something like our Krishna immune tincture. And so our Krishna immune boost is a combination of peppermint, oregano, cinnamon, clove, eucalyptus infused and organic sugar cane alcohol. So um, you know, a real quick piece that I want to share is that. Um, you know, 
orally ingesting essential oils is is something that's kind of a, a hot topic. And um, it's something that I think is widely overused. I think if a person's choosing to ingest essential oils, they should be mindful of it for short-term burst. Um, you know, at Essential Oil Wizardry, what we've done is we've formulated some essential oil tinctures. So we're taking pure essential oils and then we're infusing them into organic alcohols. And um, <clears throat> we're able to use a much smaller percentage of the oil because a, a pure drop of, of essential oil is so potent that uh, it initially shocks the system before the system is able to effectively distribute the uh, therapeutic molecules where they need to go for ideal um, effects. And so um, by diffusing or infusing the oil into a carrier such as alcohol, um, which penetrates into the system quite effectively and readily, um, you're able to decrease the amount of essential oil, you're able to increase penetration, and um, I, I find that the body more readily receives the information of the essential oil. To give people a perception of how powerful a, an essential oil is, it's said that it takes about um, 19 cups of peppermint tea steeped for 15 minutes to produce the same number of chemical, or to release the same number of chemical constituents found in a single drop of peppermint <laughs> essential oil, right? Uh, okay, that puts things in perspective. <laughs> right. So, um, so you know, in that regard, I, I've personally <clears throat> ingested essential oils many times in my lifetime. Um, I continue to do so semi-regularly and semi-regularly with purpose. So, um, you know, the tinctures, when we're utilizing, um, you know, uh, a much smaller percentage, uh, you know, typically around 10%, um, you're turning that 25 to 40, 45 milligram drop into 2.5 to 4.5 milligrams of essential oil that's also infused into a medium which helps to disperse it. Um, so it's not as much of an in initial shock on the system. So going back to answering the question, I, I would use something like my Krishna immune tincture, which has these powerful anti um, antibacterial, antiviral um, uh, qualities to the oils named there. And it also works on stimulating the white blood cells in the body. So it actually works by stimulating the immune system in conjunction with working against uh, bacteria or viruses in this case. Yeah, it's weird. I think inherently, like I did the, I, I switched a lot more to tinctures over about the last three years. Like I had used essential oils. I mean, I still use them topically, but I had used them more um, internally and it yeah. always just felt so strong. Um, okay. But I'm curious actually now that we're talking about this, like um, tinctures for children. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, like, yeah. Wh how does that fall and where does that fall in? I mean, I'm not very I don't, I don't know if i'm concerned about like a very small amount of alcohol if it's dispersed um and used and i mean as long as they're still properly hydrated everything like that but it would be i guess the the concentration of it you're, you would just be able to use less i mean mm -hmm. if you wouldn't mind discussing that a bit 
Yeah. Um, you know, I've never been asked this question and I wouldn't suggest our essential oil tinctures for children because they're still so powerful. Um, if I was a parent and there was an acute situation, um, you know, for my child, I probably would use, um, something, um, I probably would use an essential oil tincture if my child was a little bit, um, older and, um, and even younger, if the situation was bad enough, you know, like if the, if, if the options are, uh, pharmaceutical antibiotics or, um, then I would, what I would probably do is I'd probably take a tincture, like a drop of a tincture. Many of our essential oil tinctures are literally just a drop. Um, and so I, I would take a drop of the tincture and drop it in honey, um, unless it's, you know, an infant. Um, I know infants don't want to ingest honey before age two years old. Um, so I probably wouldn't suggest essential oils in children younger than around four or five. Um, and I know that I have chosen not to specialize or focus around um, wellness in children. So I, I would invite people to continue to do their own research and tune into their intuition and to their child and um, really listen. No, and that actually, that's a great answer. And I appreciate you saying and sharing it openly like that because yeah, I, I haven't used necessarily any of the essential oils. What we've used is um, uh, we use more like homeopathics uh, mm-hmm. with them. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know that I would necessarily be uncomfortable doing so, but I would want to use them like be very cautious of the ones that I use and at just like a much um, da, 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 reduced uh, concentration. Really, definitely. Yeah, that's key. Concentration is going to be key. Is it, and I guess this is a question too, maybe for children, but I guess just as an in general, is it partly the sensitivity of the person? Is it more like body size? Is it, there are so many different factors that all Mm -hmm. go into that really? So many different factors. So one thing is that the essential oils are broken down by livers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you know, when we look at, um, when we kind of look out into the field, um, what we can recognize is that there's so many different toxins and pollutants in our food supply, in the waters that we drink, in our air. Um, so, you know, people's livers, um, living in the, in this century are really, um, doing a lot of detoxification on overtime. And so if our livers are taxed and if someone is choosing to incorporate an essential oil, I'm less concerned about, um, you know, single application or or short-term bursts. Um, But for people who are intending to use essential oils every day um, internally, I think that that can cause additional stress to a person's liver. Um, so that's, that's one huge factor. You know, I think, I think size and age and, and, um, so many different, uh, variables play into the overall role. Um, what I'm aware of is if I'm ingesting an essential oil, it's got these powerful terpenes, which have pharmacological activity in the human body. So, um, 
Is another person taking other drugs? Um, are the essential oils going to cause any drug interactions as a result? How taxed is the liver already? Um, what is the purpose a person is choosing to ingest an essential oil? Um, you know, I, I find that all purposes are, uh, are, are perfectly fine. You know, if it's a social application because they enjoy it, great. If it's um, for stress or anxiety, awesome. Um, so really getting clear about why we're ingesting something so it's not just, um, you know, stressing our physiology. I think that's an excellent thing to share. And I also appreciate you sharing um, with the epimedium. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah. Um, I know you said the skull cap because I look at that and I'm like, oh, okay, he's taking it every two to three days and take too much, like too much of a boost almost. But it's like, well, I'm thinking about like strong, 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 but I want to use it effectively. I don't want to use it. Uh, to put any further burden on my body uh, mm -hmm. or, or I mean, whether it's that, whether it's anything else. Um, yeah. So how do you, and, or if you teach somebody to do it, what are your favorite ways to learn to tune in to maybe like we, we're talking, not just the physical body, but you're, you're saying like talking about your heart, talking about your mind, talking about spirit. I mean, any and all of these different levels to the body, like, what are your preferred ways to tune into that? And is it, is it always the same depending on the, the, uh, and I'm speaking more just to like the, the, the plants that we're discussing now, like how, how do you like to be able to tune in to see what your body is best, uh, needing at that time? Yeah. Um, so I mean, what I personally do is I use a, a physiological um, muscle test. And so um, a process that I've become more attuned to personally is I can I can look at something or I can set an intention with something and I can I can ask, I can say, is this beneficial for my system right now? And then when I'm muscle testing, I'll get a clear yes or no, um, you know, I think when a person is first starting off, um, this might sound like something that is um, either uh, ineffective or people may not understand why it works. And also it can take some practice to get, as you continue to become more and more clear and you trust your intuition or your guidance, because maybe your first, um, I don't know, time, 10 times, 100 times, You'll, you might get a slight uh, resonance towards something, but it can be difficult to trust your intuition. And so um, I think one thing that can be a helpful practice for people who are beginning um, is to uh, experiment with meditating more. Experiment with listening to um, different sound frequencies like solfagia frequencies and you can listen to those free on YouTube. Um, start playing with uh, tuning forks. Tuning forks are able to relax the physiology and um, can release uh, nitric ox oxide in the blood and, and cause vasodilation. And so um, play around with using tuning forks and um, put them on different parts of your body and start noticing, you know, so, so many people are, are, are very focused on the external world because we have 
we've been conditioned for lifetimes and millennia as a culture to um, to produce that we need to do X, Y, and Z. And in the modern day age, uh, with with technology where it's at, um, there's so much exciting opportunity to stay busy. And so I think engaging how to most effectively tap into your intuition, the first thing to do is cultivate a relationship within. And so um, tuning into your own physiology, um, you know, uh, turning off the television, for instance, or, um, or listening to some sounds that are very soothing and close your eyes while you're sitting up and um, explore meditating. Um, these are different things that can be done to quiet the mind and to feel into the body. Once you start deepening that relationship and that, that inner body awareness, I feel like as you continue to ask questions and, um, oh, I'm going to take this ultrasonic Damiana tincture right now. What's happening to my physiology? Um, you know, I'm going to work with this turmeric power tincture. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling my body relax and, and there's a mental clarity that's coming into my awareness. Um, so as we continue to cultivate our inner relationship with ourself I feel that that will deepen um, our level of trust for our intuition and our connection with the outer world. That was good. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, I, as you're talking there, I'm just kind of like trying to feel what's going on inside of me and, and just see what's coming up. So I appreciate that. And I I, I think that like I, I use it with clients, with patients that, I think like uh, sometimes the muscle testing, uh, depending on the person, has been like one of the easiest places to start um, before they can really – sometimes it's, it's hard to feel. I mean we've been numbed. We've been so much external stimulus that it's hard to, to work within. So I think there's some beautiful techniques to really start to use and cultivate and gives people options. See what, see what resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of the last things I want to ask, I mean, I have a bunch of questions for you, but uh, we were trying to connect uh, for, for a couple months. And one of the things, though, you were traveling. Uh, would you mind sharing some of your travels, uh, what you're doing, what you learned, anything like that, please? Yeah. Um, so past few months um, have been uh, such a powerful and beautiful initiation for me. Um I was doing a lot of traveling initially. My my father was diagnosed with stage four cancer in February, and um, he passed uh, away in, in March. And so there was a few months of um, just really being present fully for my father and to support him in all the ways that I was able to support him and um, to connect with family and tribe. And, um, you know, this, this year has been a very powerful uh, year of growth and opportunity for me. Um, and, uh, it's invited me to really step away from my business for, uh, quite a number of months and to really tune into my own heart and to be present for my family in the fullest capacity. Um, you know, I, uh, I feel like I've been uh, really inspired to be back for maybe about two weeks now, um, so mid-June, 
And uh, so I kind of was uh, on hiatus for four, four months. And I'm so grateful that I chose to prioritize uh, my family and my father over um, my passion, purpose, and business, which I so love uh, because it, it proved something within myself. And um, it, it proved to me that I can show up for the things that are really important in my life um, to the fullest capacity that I'm capable of. Um, it taught me that other people are capable of um, stepping in and receiving more responsibility and doing a good to wonderful job with, um, with these uh, opportunities. And it really empowered me to um, get clear on what's important to me and how I'm choosing to share my time and energy with others. And um, whether it's a balanced exchange or um, whether I'm just giving my energy away. And as you continue to grow in regards to business um, with, uh, with demand, um, you know, there comes a point or I'm, I'm reaching a point where I literally don't have enough time in the day to, um, to take care of everyone's requests personally and also live a healthy, balanced and fulfilled life um, outside of uh, my creations. And so it's, it feels really good to be, um, yeah, fully activated in my path and living um, an even more balanced life now. Um, and I also took some time uh, time off to really uh, rest and reset um, after my father passed in Bali for several weeks. And um, that was a super nourishing time. And that was time that I rewarded myself with um, to just reset, detox, eat great fruits, drink a bunch of juice, take it easy, explore some waterfalls, some, you know, uh, major nature and uh, to connect with community out, out in Bali and Ubud. And um, yeah, so I feel like travel is a great way of, of opening up our minds and our hearts and, and breaking um, monotonous routines, even if the monotonous routines bring us a lot of joy and we're super stoked on what we're doing, um, changing, you know, perspective and shaking up, um, introducing new stimuli and continuing to practice homeostasis, I think can really develop our nervous system and our awareness in deep levels. So, um, yeah, great question, Nick. Thank you. Uh I, I think we, that that is the perfect place to close that because I just appreciate you sharing all that. Like you can just see how amazing of a place you're in right now for yourself. So that is just so wonderful to hear. Mm. Um, I'm almost flustered. Like I'm just still thinking like about all of that. That really was uh, amazing. So thank you, Nick. Um, if you wouldn't mind, just share. Where can everybody find your work? Where can they check yeah. out? Where where can they? Get some a hold of some of these awesome uh, uh, essential oils and tinctures and extracts and everything. Yeah, thank you so much, Nick. Um, so, if if your listeners are inspired to learn more about my work, they can find more about me at essentialoilwizardry.com. And um, as Nick shared, it's 
It definitely has some personal expression woven into the website. We have um, over 300 different essential oil products, including essential oils, CO2 extracts, floral absolutes, ultrasonic extracts. We have kava. We have hemp. Um, you know, uh, botanical perfumes, ceremonial blends, therapeutic formulas. We literally have something for everyone to up-level your reality. And so um, essentialoilwizardry.com is a great resource for learning about um, plants and extracts. Um, or on Facebook and Instagram as Essential Oil Wizardry, um, Pinterest as well. And, um, yeah, be free to reach out if you have any questions. Our contact info is on the website. So, so grateful for this opportunity, Nick. Thank you. There you go, guys. Dr. Nick Barry with an amazing podcast just sharing so much wonderful things. Thank you again. Oh, you're welcome, Nick. Had a great time being here with you. 